you had to go. Like, listen, that, that was one of the, the tenets. Tenement? What, what's the word, Dr. Melton? Tenets? Yeah. One of the pillars. It. it was one you of the pillars. You, 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 yeah. you, 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 it was non-negotiable. There was no way that anybody was getting baptized unless you were showing up to every event prior to. So right. I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is, but it, it almost sounds as if, Dr. Melton, correct me if I'm, if I'm mistaken or if you agree or disagree, it almost sounds like this is part of the cover-up, though. Welcome to the Reclamation Podcast. My name is Aldo Martin. And I'm Cousin Eddie. And together, we're going to explore what it's like to be in and leave a religious cult. For more info on the Reclamation Podcast, or to tell your story, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Aldo B. Martin. Yeah, right before. Right before right, baptism. Right. So this is like T-minus right. eight hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't register it as a red flag in the beginning. Um, And I mean, the sisters definitely helped to talk it down. So I think on the way there, we were carpooling. And I just remember feeling like, am I going into a cage? Like, something's wrong. Like, something don't feel right. A a, a cage? A cage? Yeah, like, I felt like I was being restricted. Like, I wasn't able to live life. And I don't know how to... I don't know how I don't know how I came to that conclusion because at the time I didn't know that I was joining that church. But somewhere along the lines I felt that like I'm being restricted feeling. And the sister said, No, you're just nervous. That's just Satan trying to get a foothold. It's good. You're good. And I'm like, okay, maybe it is nerves. I don't know. And there, there were a lot of things that were weird about that day because I hadn't even attended a church service yet. You said so you, hadn't, you had of, wait, wait, wait. You said you had not attended a no. church service prior no. to prior to getting baptized. You did not attend, attend a church service. No, I had only attended campus stuff. Okay, hold up. Time out. Pause <laughs> right now. We're gonna double back because double back. <laughs> because there's some things that I took for granted. I was under the assumption mm-hmm. that prior to you being baptized, that while you were studying the Bible, going through those eight studies, eight lessons, whatever it is, that you were attending church service. No. And when I say church no. service, I'm talking about, you know, your, your your Sunday service, perhaps your midweek. What 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 were you yeah. what were you doing? What were they having you do? So I was doing, so mind you, I got baptized like within a month. So I was only attending campus midweeks and devos. It was never what, is, what does that look, what does that look like? What, what's a campus midweek and what's a campus devo? For so you guys? we used to not, we used to not have all church midweeks all the time. We used to have it where we would meet at the campus leader's house for a midweek. How many people? Have, How many people? It's a, it was at least, it depends. Sometimes they split it up for the girls. So let's say 30. And then if it were all of campus, it would be 60 to 70. Okay. And that would be on campus. So you're doing this on, um, on a Wednesday. And then what's happening on a Friday? And Friday, same thing. But that's more of the, hey, we're recruiting people. We have snacks. We have a little, <laughs> a little sermon. 
And then we having some type of game and snacks. The free snacks, because you got to tell people when you invite them, it's free. So they'll come and eat some free snacks and worship and hear a little sermon. Okay. So you were going to these events, but you were not going to a Sunday service. I hadn't been to an all-church event at all. Like, and, when, and, when, and when we say all-church, we're talking about the people that are outside the campus ministry. Uh, Dr. Right, Melton? So very, yeah. I, I know it seems like we're asking the same question over, but it's just so mind-blowing. So. You were never invited to a Sunday service. You were never encouraged? Or, go ahead. I, I may have been encouraged, but I always got out of it because, oh, I have to, I have to work. I can't make it that Sunday or something like that. So, I mean, it, in the church, that would have been a good excuse. Well, you have to work. But it was always a, hey, well, you know, we're having Sunday service here. You know, you should come. It was always that you should come. It wasn't a... You're required to do this because you're studying with us. Gotcha. Okay. So then when you got baptized, that requirement changed? Yeah, when I got baptized, that requirement was way different. So how, matter, how, do, how do they present that requirement to you? It was, well, now you're our sister in Christ. You you know, you should come to Sunday services just, just to check them out. It's more of a like, let's suggest it to you. Hey, let's, let's, let's check. Let's go, you know, hey, you should meet us here. You know, here's church. Here's things like that. And it sometimes it was like, let's check it out. But depending on who you talk to, like, oh, I'll see you on Sunday. And it's like, well, I guess so. Sure, I'll come. And after a while, I mean, between meeting and befriending campus people and then meeting some of the young professionals and stuff, I just I stayed. Okay. Dr. Melton, that sounds a little different, right? That's that's a little different that from us. That sounds very different. You know, back I, back then, you had to go. <laughs> right. You had oh, to you go. During your studies? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. That was a requirement. We had to go. Yeah, because it was yeah. like, there was no way you were getting baptized back in the day. Yo, Dr. Melton, man, I think I'm going to have to come up with a different phrase because I keep saying back in the day. It makes it sound really old. <laughs> And we <laughs> listen, man. We ain't we ain't that old, all right. So I'm just gonna right. say, what's another term? What's another term that I could say? Um, it, there ain't no other term. Anyway, back I'm in my day. <laughs> so back it back in our day, um, <laughs> you had to go. Like, listen, that, that was one of the the tenets. Tenement. What, what what's the word, Doctor Melton? Tenets. Yeah. One of the pillars. This is one you of the pillars. You you, yeah. you 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 you. It was non-negotiable. There was no way that anybody was getting baptized unless you were showing up to every event prior to. So I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is, but it it almost sounds as if, Dr. Melton, correct me if I'm I'm mistaken or if you agree or disagree. It almost sounds like this is part of the cover-up, though. Right? To say they changed a little bit. And, -hmm. you know, and then as soon as you get baptized, you know, hit you with the okey-doke. Oh, by the way. You got to do this. Well, it seems like you hit the nail on the head there with Trish saying like, yeah, "Yeah, that was it. It was recruitment. Yeah, but it's very different. So, I mean, like, uh, I think you're you're right. It was a bit of a cover up or what's the word? Sanitized. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was a bit sanitized because this church specifically in Lexington was getting flagged for a lot. So like the campus ministry, which I didn't know that at the time of joining, but the campus ministry was flagged as a cult. 
Flagged by mm-hmm. who? Flag flagged like, by the who? Campus. University. By the mm-hmm. Yeah, by the university. And so they changed their name. And so mm-hmm. I guess they changed the method, but they were very heavy on the let's befriend this person. Let's let's strategically you know, find people who have similarities and, and use that to get this person hooked in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is um this is this is heartbreaking. This is angering. This is fascinating. This is interesting. This is all of the above. This is all of the above. But what it also is is similar. Yeah. That's that's the word we have to for me. You you mentioned that people were forced to conform. Right? Yeah. People were forced to conform and I'm wondering if you, certainly you can speak on your behalf, but I'm wondering if you saw that with other people too. In, in what ways were you forced to conform with the with the church or the organization? So you weren't getting baptized if you weren't. So if they didn't think that you would fit in, you weren't getting baptized. They were hanging that over your head. What did fit in look so, like? So fit in looked like... Um, like cheerful or or they always say fired up. So you either had to be really excited or you had to be Mm -hmm. cheerful enough or you had to have a quality that we didn't necessarily have. So let's say you were a bit more shy, but they can kind of probe you to speak up when you needed to, or you were very outgoing and bubbly. um, But you may be able to put like, she's struggling a little bit, but we're going to use her to, like invite people to places or, you know, um, or you, maybe you had a, a a different church environment, like you were Catholic at one point, like they were very strategic about making sure that they fit all the boxes to get as many people in, but they were also, there's a certain look. So you were you weren't normally brown. I'll tell you that much. It wasn't that many mm-hmm. brown folks. But if you were brown, that was for a purpose too to make us look diverse. Doctor mm-hmm. Melton, Doctor mm-hmm. Melton. I'm sorry, Trisha. Doctor Melton. Does that sound familiar to you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do tell, please. It, it just again highlights, you know, uh, in season one, the term sharp was used a lot, right? Now, I was in a particular ministry where it just so happened that the most fruitful of the disciples, the members of the church, were Black girls. And therefore, more Black folks came into this particular ministry that were all of the world leaders or the children of world leaders were, right? So it had this, rep- the, the, the campus ministry had this reputation of producing sharp people, I also saw that everyone that came in around my time, these black and brown women, were not being raised up into leadership. The very capable, wise, spiritual, Bible-knowing, good-hearted people were not being raised up. But when a couple of white folks, white women joined, mind you, there were hardly any men joining, but I, anyway, a couple of white women came up and they were automatically 
being raised up and given discipleship responsibilities, meaning that they raised up in the, the, the hierarchy in which then they had people under them to, to, uh, to disciple. Um, and so that was always like, I was always aware, but I think I shied away from like naming it for what it was. Right. And so then my group, my affinity group became the other black and brown students at different universities is where I found my home and my network, right? And then I could chameleon when I had to, right? Chameleon meaning the code switching. There's so many microaggressions that happen in the, that, the NYU ministry that I'm just like, I had to learn, I had to grow. I had to like, you know, be able to respond in a way that didn't, again, just go along with, because that's what a Christian means, right? Oh, your sister didn't mean anything like that when she put your her handprint in your Afro because she was curious. Like stuff like that, girl, girl. And you couldn't say anything, I couldn't say anything. And do you know how long it took to get out perfectly rounded Afro? Her handprint, out the blue. First of all, let me stop because this, this is about you, Trisha, to tell your story. But what I want to say is that it resonates very deeply and it ain't changed, which further lets me know that a lot of this, the church structure as it has been created, is created within a white supremacy context. And it continues on. The evidence certainly suggests so, doesn't it? It, yeah. re- it, it really does. There's, there's, there's hardly any way to look at it. You know, Dr. Melton, Melton used the word... Um, you shied away from naming it back then. Mm-hmm. I did too. I did too, right? That's how that's how you and I became friends because I was one of the people that were in the other university with the other brown folks. With the other brown folks. Right. And then if you did, like I remember one time bringing it up and there was a, an admonishment in me bringing it up, right? Like to even question was evidence of, well, you're being worldly. And that was shameful to be worldly. So again, like learning ways or being molded in ways to not trust you, your perspective, your own like intuition, that's gaslighting. Easy. If if okay, I can. I'm gonna stop. No, mm-hmm. if I can. Trisha, that sounds like you, because I want to go back to the moment when you thought, excuse me, when you were gonna be baptized and, and you felt caged. Yeah. 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 And, and and one of the things you wrote to me, maybe you can expound on this. You you it was your intuition. It was your gut. It was something inside of you telling this was this was happening and you denied that. And I'm not saying that to blame right. you. Um that's something that we've all did, but you you denied that. Can you ex- can you expound on that a little bit? It it's like when you want something so bad, you just kind of go along with it. That's what it just felt like. Like, even though my gut is saying something different than than what I'm being told, like, I know I'm probably a little bit more than nervous. It One, it didn't register as, this is a red flag. It just registered as something's wrong. And then, and then it became more and more of a red flag the longer I was in it. But by then, I was in it. And so, I mean, I guess that was the start of me not necessarily trusting my intuition either, because if you're labeling 
Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. If you're labeling me not liking a sister is I need to have grace or I'm sinful. Well, I need to have grace and not be so sinful. Right. Or, I mean, or tired you know, you mentioned, I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say you used to wear it like your intuition was telling you something and that car pull over and it was labeled yeah. as Satan. Like yeah. pairing your yeah. intuition is Satan. Okay. You, you, Trisha, you mentioned that you were abandoned after baptism. Yeah, I didn't have a disciple for a while. <laughs> please, please tell us what this what this abandonment looked like. It it was a like okay, great, you're our sister in Christ, and then I'm waiting for my discipler because they tell you you're supposed to have a discipler, and they're going to help you go through. What they have like a second series of studies for for the outsiders listening. Um, well, that sounded bad for the listeners out there. If you're not aware. When this young lady is telling us she's waiting for a discipler, she's also waiting on guidance and support. Like a mentor, a very, a mentor you have to ask permission to do things for. But you're supposed to have a discipler to go through a second series of studies that's supposed mm-hmm. to train you to be a discipler or just be a disciple, not a discipler. But that you, I mean, being a discipler in, in our church was, almost a privilege because if you it was weren't, a, it was a promotion. Yeah. Yeah. Like you were, you were doing something if you were a discipler, cause you couldn't just ha- happen on it. Nah. So nah, listen, I, I, man, I'm, I'm going to make it sound funny, but it ain't, man. I used to flex and be like, yeah, I'm discipling like three dudes right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So long, you know what I'm saying? I got, I you know, you know. show, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly how it was exactly how it was like word you getting i'm like yeah, yeah. You no know, you know you know what i'm saying they see yeah. your boy they see your boy but you know at the, it's 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 corny that's it man i have no other words for it it's corny because listen ladies by the time this episode airs we would have already heard so many other voices Right, we're we're actually filming this or recording this while season two is in is in is in the works, right? While it's in the process, you guys haven't heard the other voices yet, and I'm telling you right now, when you hear the other voices, and then we're gonna couple it with this episode, it's all gonna sound. You're just gonna come to one conclusion: this was corny. That's it. That's how I feel about it. I have no other words for it. But but anyhow, and you said you were you were abandoned. You know what was interesting about that, Trisha, is that. Now, I'm a lot older than Dr. Melton, so Dr. Melton, please forgive me. <laughs> I am the old man in the room. But remember, I got I got converted in the 90s, okay? And, and Dr. Melton got converted in the early 2000s. Those are two separate times because mm-hmm. one of the ways I described this church was as a revolving door. For every person that came in, three people left, or so it seemed. Mm-hmm. And so by the time Dr. Melton came around, the church adopted a new policy. They adopted the after-baptism studies. The first Ooh. principles. That wasn't that wasn't mm-hmm. a thing. That, that wasn't a thing. That wasn't a thing back in my day. That wasn't a thing. It was like, all right, you got baptized, boom. Go and do what you're supposed to do. But when they saw that a lot of people were leaving, mm-hmm. They said, all right, well, let's create these studies about, you know, after, 
right? And that was a thing to mm-hmm. to 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 attempt to address the need of people that were leaving. And that was in 2000. So yeah. here we are, 18 years later, 17 years later, Miss mm-hmm. Trisha. These same things existed. So the reason that they gave you those studies was because of what happened during my time there. Because they know. You understand? So I, I just wanted to connect those two. I wanted to connect this two because your story, while it's your individual story, Trisha, and I'm sorry, every time you're talking, we're like, wait, what? <laughs> Back in my day. But your your story is important because it's it's part of this larger uh, larger narrative, despite the difference in time and location. Mm-hmm. And you can't get any more different than 2000 and 2017. And New York and Kentucky. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But honestly, when you you first shared that, that you were abandoned, I was like, wait, you were free? Like, that's that's the term that came to mind. Like, you were free? Wasn't nobody checking you? Because that's really what those studies were about. And I forgot the name of them, the principal studies. I remember I had already had my first sit down scheduled. Like before I came out the water from being baptized, I was already set. We had to do like what a series of three or something like that. So I was like, You you were free for how long before somebody did them studies with you? That's fine. Like, I was like, Ooh, okay. Yeah, they well, I guess because I was low hanging fruit and um, I wasn't going anywhere. I, I mean I was I was there and I was already participating by then. I was I was mm-hmm. participating in what I could. So mm-hmm. I wasn't going anywhere. You were not a concern. No. You you, no. you, 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 you were not a flight risk. <laughs> At all. I wasn't leaving. <sighs> now I do have a question, if I can. I'm wondering. So a month of studying baptized. When did you first get like socialized into you can't spend time with your family, you can't go home, like those sort of things? Like, when did you learn about that? And what was your family's reaction to it, if anything? Next time on The Reclamation. Now, now I really understand what you mean when you, when you said you heard the program and it resonated because it was really the same story. Like it, it, it wasn't like a, I wasn't taught it. I was corrected to behave. That's really what it was. Gotcha. 